The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week we discuss big tech earnings, the U.S. economy, and pumpkin spice economics. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, and Meta all released earnings this week. These four companies make up nearly 16.5% of the S&P 500 and are big drivers of the global economy. How did each company do in the previous quarter? Microsoft's earnings beat Wall Street estimates in part due to an increase in profit from a reduction in operating expenses. Revenue also beat expectations and was up 13% year-over-year led by the company's intelligent cloud segment. User growth in Microsoft's generative artificial intelligence tools was another bright spot. The Azure OpenAI service now has 18,000 customers, up from just 11,000 customers in July. Microsoft stock is down 1% for the week, but up 37% year-to-date. In its earnings report, Google parent Alphabet topped Wall Street's forecasts, with digital advertising revenue leading the way. Ad revenue saw 9% annual growth, signaling companies are once again spending on advertising despite economic uncertainty. However, Alphabet stock was lower because the company's cloud segment underperformed expectations. Alphabet stock is down 11% for the week, but up 38% year-to-date. Meta exceeded expectations when it reported earnings, another sign that the company's cost-cutting measures continued to deliver. The parent of Facebook posted year-over-year quarterly revenue growth of 23% and more than doubled profits compared to a year ago. Facebook's monthly active users grew 3% year-over-year, and the platform now has 3 billion users overall. CEO Mark Zuckerberg stressed that Meta's focus on efficiency won't change anytime soon, with the company posting its highest operating margin in two years. Zuckerberg said, quote, I look forward to carrying this operating discipline forward, end quote. No surprise that AI is set to be the company's biggest investment area in 2024. Meta is down 8% for the week, but up 131% year-to-date. Amazon earnings exceeded expectations for both revenue and profit. Revenue climbed 13% in the third quarter, in a sign that last year's struggles may be a thing of the past. Profit increases are linked to Amazon cutting costs after it expanded too quickly during the pandemic. CEO Andy Jassy, who succeeded founder Jeff Bezos in 2021, said that those belt-tightening efforts would continue. Compared to other tech giants, Amazon's advertising revenue increased 26% from a year earlier, 
which was faster than both Google and Facebook. In cloud services, however, Amazon is giving up market share. Amazon Web Services, which currently leads Microsoft's Azure and Google's cloud, grew by only 12% last quarter, less than Microsoft's Azure and Google's cloud. Amazon stock is down 4% for the week, but up 39% year-to-date. The U.S. economy gained strength in the third quarter, thanks to an increase in consumer spending. Why is the economy continuing to defy economists' predictions? According to the Commerce Department, the nation's gross domestic product, or the value of all the goods and services produced in the U.S., expanded at an annual rate of almost 5% in the third quarter. That's up from about 2% in the second quarter, and above the 4.5% rise predicted by economists. This is also the fastest pace of GDP growth since late 2021. The economy remains resilient by continuing to shrug off high inflation and interest rates thanks to consumers. Consumer spending, which makes up about 70% of economic activity, grew by 4% last quarter. Economists continue to be more pessimistic, though, and are predicting slower growth in the months ahead due to higher long-term rates, the resumption of student loan payments, and a potential government shutdown. A slowdown in consumption is expected to dampen growth, with expectations that the economy will expand at only 0.7% in the current quarter and then around 1% next year. The GDP data likely has no impact on short-term monetary policy. The U.S. Central Bank is still expected to leave rates unchanged next Wednesday, as there was nothing to suggest a need to start lowering rates or a need to raise them again. Recent increases in Treasury yields and a reduction in lending activity by banks have tightened financial conditions enough in the Fed's eyes for now. Pumpkin spice mania is back. Market researcher Nielsen IQ says U.S. sales of pumpkin-flavored products reached $803 million in recent months, a nearly 15% increase from the prior 52-week period. How does economics explain the pumpkin spice craze? Many people think about Starbucks when it comes to pumpkin spice. The company debuted the pumpkin spice latte in 2003, and the PSL, as it's known, quickly became the company's most popular seasonal drink. Now pumpkin spice can be found everywhere, and simple economic principles, like marginal analysis and diminishing returns, can explain why the seasonal flavor is such a hit. Marginal analysis and diminishing returns are two economic principles. Marginal analysis is how consumers decide whether to buy an additional unit of something, like a PSL. Consumers weigh the satisfaction versus the cost when choosing to buy or not buy a good. If the consumer's marginal benefit exceeds their marginal cost, they purchase the good. As consumption of a good increases, though, the benefit received from that good falls, and this is the rule of diminishing returns. Simply put, satisfaction or marginal benefit generally falls as the quantity consumed increases. So maybe that very first PSL in August or September tastes the best, but enthusiasm wanes with each successive drink. Companies consider these consumer habits and behaviors to try and optimize their revenue and profit. 
Pumpkin spice products are only available for about a quarter of the year because consumption may be lower if they were available all year round. Companies are also tapping into the positive emotions consumers get from pumpkin spice because emotions are a powerful motivator for making a purchase. You're looking forward to the fall season, and pumpkin spice is one reminder of that season. Buying a pumpkin spice product reinforces those good feelings about fall. A company also weighs the costs and benefits of when to offer the seasonal products. Offer them too early, and a company's image may be hurt by the perception of what's known as seasonal creep. An example would be seeing Christmas decorations for sale in July. The horror! Full disclosure, I have never been a fan of pumpkin spice anything, apart from a piece of pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving dinner. Peppermint bark in the wintertime, on the other hand? Well, at least the first bite anyway. Join us next Friday for Apple Earnings. iPhone 15 sales are slowing, but the company may have a trick up its sleeve. Join us next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.